Welcome to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast, where we discuss various dog training topics to help you become the best leader for your dog. Marvin Pierce has over 20 years of experience with obedience training for dogs located in the Sherwood, Oregon area. Offering private lessons and group clinics, the dog teacher has been able to change the lives of dog owners by helping them develop and maintain an obedient dog. For more information, contact us at MarvinPierceDogTeacher.com. Hello, Marvin Pierce, Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher. We've got Bianca here, trains with us. You can tell everybody good morning. Good morning. So just so everybody knows, we've been debating here for, <laughs> since Bianca was late, we've only been debating for what? 40 minutes, 35 minutes. I'm going to say 28. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the debate continues. Yeah. <laughs> Just the other day, somebody was telling me, and it's fun to see that this person was driving somewhere and they listened to our podcast. And they have a lot of fun with you and I debating and mm-hmm. Suzanne or whoever might be with us. Carrie once in a while. Yeah. We can drag her in. You know? Yeah. Uh, Jason, he's been here. And I think Chris and Lana. Yeah, they have. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's really fun for us to... We have fun. I mean, we have fun training dogs, and I tell people all the time it's amazing that I can now make a living training dogs, uh, and I have fun with them. You know, the only time it's not fun is when one bites me once in a while, and that's what that is there that I just scratched open again. <laughs> is that from Band Aid? Yeah. <laughs> so it is. It's you know, like I said, we love what we do. I think everybody here does, and uh, even on a bad day, I still have more fun than I did fencing on a good day. So. It's because here we go outside when sunshine or snowing or whatever, not always playing or raining, and <clears throat> we don't care because we can always go back in our covered training pins and are in the barns where it's heat and air conditioning. Yeah, so, back into the heat, yeah. <laughs> throw <laughs> some dogs on barrels. But our main topic today is going to be dog parks for dogs, and I'm just going to touch on this before we get started. Is you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. I mean, and we talk about it, and we talk about what goes. If you live in town and you live close to a dog park and close to your job and close to the grocery store and you don't have transportation, a lot of times I feel that people feel the dog park is the best scenario for them. Now, here we, you, not we as much, I try to stay out of a lot, but I come and help and meet the people and the dogs when you do the puppy package that we do. Yeah. And there's like eight-week-old pups come here. Yep. And they don't come into our training pens. They stay out in the parking lot. And the majority of the time, they stay on the people's vehicles or in the back of the yeah, gate. Yeah, we don't or, really put them on the ground. <clears throat> they don't get out and run around a lot. And that's to keep diseases down. And, you know, the dog parks, sometimes people go in there with dogs, and and you may catch something in there. And you may catch something here once in a while, right. you know, because we have horses and cattle and uh, chickens and geese and ducks and all kinds of livestock. And... and I talk to the vets about this, too, and the vets feel that sometimes dogs are more prone to different things than, like, my dogs, because my dogs are live on a farm their whole life, and they've been running around eating whatever they find on the yeah. ground in the woods and in the fields and stuff, and so I think sometimes dog parks are different, and, you know, the vaccinations, check with your vets on what you need to vaccinate dogs for, you know, and, and what part of the country you live in. I mean, there are different parts of the country you vaccinate for different things, and <clears throat> we're no vets, so we're going to shy away from all the vaccination stuff. Other than wormer, you know, we keep our dogs vaccinated, of course, what our local vets recommend, and then we worm them. So, 
I'm gonna let Bianca cover the puppy part because that's her thing. Okay. And she does a great job at it. We've got dogs now coming in here. We got Lincoln that's what, 10, 12, 11 months old? I think eight or nine. Oh, that's maybe 10 now. now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. 10 months old, but he's been coming here since he's like eight weeks old. Yeah. And he's cool. Yeah. And the other, I mean, you know, they're different levels. I mean, people don't need dogs trained like my dogs. Right. Now, at the same time, there's probably people who have better trained dogs than me. Right. So, I mean, the sky's the limit. I don't know. I, I've always said when I quit learning, it's because I'll be dead. When my dogs quit learning, it's because they're dead. I mean, I always train on my dogs a little bit to do something to try to keep the boredom broke up. Yeah. But I feel that, you know, the sky's the limit on what you can train dogs with, you know. But I think that you can go anywhere and get your dogs in trouble. For sure. To your friend's house, to Home Depot, to Wilco, to a dog park. Yeah. Anywhere. Or your friends can bring their dogs over to play with your dogs and you can have dog problems. So yeah. I don't feel that it's all just justified or whatever to a dog park. It can happen anywhere. Yeah. The hardest thing is with the dog parks is the dogs who have a problem, people who have a problem dog, there's, I call it a myth, which I could be wrong, but people says, if your dog's really lunging and growling, yada, 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 some people encourage you to go to the dog park and walk around the outside of the fence with your dog pulling and lunging and barking. <clears throat> it's never worked for me. Not saying it don't work for you, so don't nobody think I'm throwing you out there under the bus, because I'm not. Whatever works for people, that's what works for people, but I go back to my dog's your dog. Even Brett's dog. We can go anywhere with these dogs and call them back, and they come to us. Yes. Like we're not on leash. And even Rue, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She comes back. So <clears throat> anytime we're somewhere, and y'all do it a lot, you take your dogs out different places and off leash where you can. Of course, we don't do it in town. Uh, but we don't worry about it, you know. Here recently, I went somewhere to some uh, park, and somebody had a couple dogs there, and one of their dogs got loose and ran to our dogs, and they couldn't stop the dog. Actually, I had someone who works for me, trains with me, to step on their dog's leash. To catch it. Yes, and then their other dog drugged them to us because they couldn't even stop that dog. I mean, it was just a cluster mess. And if I'm not mistaken, this person's really, in their world, they've got well-mannered dogs. Mm -hmm. But they had one dog that ran away on leash, got loose and ran away, and the other dog drug her to us mm -hmm. to go be with our dogs. Mm -hmm. And our dogs behaved. Mm -hmm. And we've got problem dogs, and we had problem dogs there that day that were good enough now that we'll take them out in public, as yeah. I call it. I mean, yeah. we try to get our dogs now that are here. We try to take them to town, and they pass the test of being in town. But there's rumors that I, one of my trainers or someone, was in a dog park with our dogs that's not true because mm -hmm. we don't go in dog parks i mean and not saying there's nothing wrong with them but we don't go there we go other places and and we have a 10 acre dog park at my house so we don't need to go to town and take our dogs into a dog park so we can control our situations here so the myth is out there that one of my trainers was in a dog park and somebody's just full of shit. they need to do their homework <laughs>
Don't edit that, Brett. <laughs> so, Bianca, before I go into problem dogs okay. and dog parks, let's let you start with puppy training. I'm okay. going to say my disclaimer because in, I don't know how long our podcast will be. Maybe I forgot my minutes. disclaimer. Don't do what I say. <laughs> my disclaimer is that we have people who come in for a 45-minute consult for puppies, and I always go over 10 minutes because I could talk about puppies for five hours straight. There's no way I can tell you everything right and wrong that we believe in 30 minutes. I will miss some things. Yes. But I feel like some of the really important things that I feel I want to touch on is what I've learned for me with puppy training is that socialization (laughs) you know i get bored sometimes but sometimes it's really fun that couple that came the other day with that eight-week-old puppy that pretty much slept the whole lesson they're so fun and they're just there to learn and they want to know everything to do to raise a good pup that doesn't cause problems and i think with the puppy sometimes we focus so much on we got to teach this puppy to sit and stay and we got to socialize it everything on the internet says socialize which is really important to socialize your dog but sometimes we talk about customers who got their eight-week-old puppy out with all of their friends' dogs, Mm. and now they can't figure out why their eight-week-old puppy hides in the corner and is scared of dogs. And usually we have a hunch why the eight-week-old puppy is scared. It's either been picked on by dogs or it's been babied too much or whatever it is. But I want to talk about what we feel is important for socializing. I'm going to touch on something with that real quick. Okay. Sometimes with that puppy who's scared. Yeah. And it can be so simple. That someone was cooking in your house and they dropped a pan and it banged and your puppy ran in the corner and you ran in the corner and got down on the floor and hugged on it and told it it was okay. Because it scared the puppy. Yes. Yeah. And that's, sometimes I'd live with them puppies forever. Yeah. Unless you just be a leader and get that puppy out and walk it around and bump something and bump something and make a noise and teach the puppy that it's a good thing. Yeah. Then it's a good thing. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was going to talk about next. Some puppies are afraid when you open the dishwasher. You need to open the dishwasher five more times and teach the puppy that it's okay. Not by getting down and petting it. Not by telling it it's okay. By saying, good boy, good girl. Opening and closing the dishwasher. And just showing them that it's all right. Not by coddling or comforting them with what we think is going to make them feel better. And we talk about it a lot if the puppy trips and falls and squeals a little bit. We make sure it's all right, but we don't pick it up and love on it. Like you're saying, if you drop the frying pan and scare it, we don't give it all that love and attention when it's hurt because then it thinks it's traumatized. It's like if a kid trips and falls. It happens in the round pen all the time. They're zooming around, running on the barrels when customers bring their little kids in, and they're having so much fun, and then bam, they fall, and everyone looks to the kid, and we're all like, you're good, good job, and the kid's like looking at us like, are you sure? And he gets up, and they're fine. But if if anyone in the room goes... Oh, are you okay? They immediately start crying. And it's the same thing with dogs. We traumatize them by our reaction, not by what's happened near them or what they heard or saw that scared them. If our reaction is, hey, everything's cool. You don't need to worry about that. Then the puppy's like, okay, I don't need to worry about that. And so walking your dog by other dogs is good socialization. Like for me at the apartment was... I had plenty of opportunities of dogs that would bark and be crazy on a leash, but I would just keep walking with Tilly and be like, good, we don't have to worry about that. We're not going to grow up and be like that, but we don't have to worry about that. And I wasn't going to let her say hi to those dogs on leash, (coughs) despite some information that may say you need to go say hi to dogs. Our people. Yeah. 
The other day, yeah. a lady came up to you and Tilly, and, yeah. oh, can I pet your dog? I'm like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Bianca looked at me, and I'm like, no, no. And the lady was, I mean, it hurt her feelings. It, it's harder for me than it is for you. You it have so hard much for experience. Me. It's like, cut I know. And yep, no. sometimes I'm, I ha- we have one person at our apartment that I really hurt their feelings by saying, no, your dog cannot come say hi. And I think we as people, for me, you've never been in this category. We have have a lot of categories that Marvin has never been in, but the rest of the world has. <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> I got a lot of buddies that All right. been there <laughs> Not very many. I can name but a couple. <laughs> I think we feel like as people, we want our dogs to have so many experiences. We want our dogs to go make friends. So we're like, oh, you want to go say hi to Fluffy over there, even though Fluffy's tied on the leash and barking at you? Yeah. We want our dogs to make blood friends. blood on our lips. <laughs> Dramatic. Yeah, <don't> say hi. <laughs> <laughs> but those are a lot of things that the people want for their dogs, or they've been informed by the internet people are needy yes yes dogs are not yes correct yeah we need our dogs to have all these things that our dogs really don't need and sometimes we screw them up because we i won't argue we not marvin we the rest of the world aside from his cowboy buddies (laughs) five i can count on one hand but the thing is for me i feel like the lady the other day who really wanted to pat tilly i'd I said she's in training. You did, and I'm not quite as quick on the draw with that. Yes. Yeah. Because I think it is a way to keep these pups and dogs out of trouble. It is. And the whole thing is for me, <clears throat> you take, and I mean, I, in my world, eight-week-old puppy should not be chewing on you. No. People says, well, they're teething. I don't care. Mouthing. They're a German Shepherd. They're mm-hmm. a, yeah. a Malinois. They're a, it's normal. They just can't do it. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know. I'm never been claimed to be a normal, never been accused of being normal. I'm never claimed to be. But if my dog wants to chew on me, the last thought in my mind, or my puppy, I should say, the last thought in my mind is, oh, I need to get him a chew toy. That is a different world. That's a different training. It's it's, it's a like, t- here, totally separate thing because I might get the dog a chew toy, but I won't get the dog a chew toy as a reward for biting my hand. Well, for quit biting is yeah. what the people try to say. Yeah. But me, my thing is, if my dog is biting on me or mouthing or teething on me, I'm going to stop it instantly. It's got to quit. Now, 30 minutes later, if it comes dragging my shoe in, I'm going to correct it and let it know I can't have my shoe. But then... I'm going to try to set my puppy up to win. I'm going to get it some of his puppy toys, not at the same time, but later after it's all over and done. I'm going to get it some puppy toys, and I'm going to keep my shit out of the way. Uh-huh. It's like me. I tell Jody, don't freaking put a cake on the counter if you don't mm-hmm. want me to eat some of it. But on the flip side of that, we had someone come in the other day that has a, I think, three-year-old dog that they have to hide their shoes from. Puppies, you don't want them to be free range in the whole house and have access to getting into trouble yeah. all the time. But at some point, <laughs> yeah, you should teach them what they can and can't chew on so you don't have to live like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we've kind of veered off from the dog park. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to step back into the dog okay. park a little bit. Because you touched on that we, as at Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher, we agree that you shouldn't take your 8-week-old, 10-week-old, 12-week-old, 
14 week old puppy to the dog park and yep. let him play with puppies that you don't know. Carry it into Wilco and let it hear a bunch of weird noises and let people say hi to it, but don't let them ooh Or just come here and it. do some lessons. There yeah. are all kinds yeah. of weird But noises. if you don't live near us, yeah. there's some people who listen to this that live across the country. Just country. take it out where it can see the world. And with, don't ooh and odd every yeah. time it hears noise. Yeah. You know, just yeah. have fun with it. And, Keep making noises yeah. to acclimate it and desensitize it to those. Things. We've got a dog here now that's four or five months old and it'll eat your ass and the more you squeal Literally. the more it bites and I mean the people brought it there they got whole I seen holes from her elbows to her hands that's just what we both saw both arms she said there's saw. more to there's it there's a lot yeah. more than we yeah. didn't see but I don't know the puppy's here now and it's scared to death you know but when I get my leash on this morning lead it back in it walked with me so at least I didn't have to try to get it to go with me but the pup is scared because they dropped it off <clears throat> yesterday. <clears throat> it's a new place, and we got a lot of other dogs here and stuff. And it hasn't—I don't think it's been with but one dog maybe. Uh, but it's just for me in my world, it's not acceptable. But this puppy's not biting people because it wants to or needs to, or because it hasn't been socialized yeah. at the dog it, park. It bites people because it's been trained to. Yeah. By a reaction from the people. Accidentally. And they dang sure didn't do it on purpose, no. you know. I mean, they, and me, I just happened to see the email and I had you to get a hold of them right away and get the dog here because they were living in a dangerous situation. They were, yeah. And so normally I stay out of that stuff and you in the office handles it and you just ask me once in a while. But I seen this email and it was really bad. But this puppy wouldn't have fixed it going to the dog park. No. You know, it needed help. And so... We're, now I'm going to touch on the problem dogs. I started touching on them, and if anybody listening to this podcast knows me, I'm going to skip around a lot. You know, I might be fishing the in whole the time. Yeah, I might be fishing. <laughs> <in> the, but <clears throat> for me, if I have a least aggressive dog, I don't never give it a treat. And I know there's a lot of people do. I mean, they do squeaky balls and squeaky toys, and they give uh, treats and to break the dog's concentration. And I agree with that if it works for you, you know, mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't know. I've trained and raised cow dogs for 20 some years. And I mean, you know, if I offered my cow dog a treat instead of a cow, why the hell would it want this three ounce treat when it could have that 1200 pound cow or bull? <laughs> They're not going to do it in my world. And I, like I said, I've trained a lot of cow dogs and is my way the best way? No. Is it the right way? For me it is. And that's all it matters in my world. And I've been to some of the best in the world to learn. So I feel that if you have a leash-aggressive leash dog, in my world, the dog park is not the place to fix it. <clears throat> if I have to go to a dog park <clears throat> with a dog, <clears throat> well, I won't go to a dog park. <clears throat> if I go to a park, which we do, if I go there with dogs, I don't, I'm trying to think. And I, somebody might correct me, I don't know, but from my memory, it's, it's not the greatest, but I don't remember of going to a dog park and having a dog lunging and snarling at other dogs that we had on leash. Right. Walter, and it's on the video, Walter had a little bitty three-second meltdown the other day. Yeah, but he wasn't but, lunging and snarling. No, he didn't he even just, lunge. He, just, he was saying, I'm about to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and he changed his mind and he decided to be good. So I feel that uh, 
and we do train dogs here every day and we have all the setups here you know that we need i think to make better dogs before we take them to town now if and you don't have the facilities like we do you know you do use what you have i mean i've always done that i mean that's you know I don't know. I think people sometimes just got to think outside the box on what do I need to do to get to this point. And, you know, there's a million different ways to train, and there's, I don't know how many thousands of, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dog trainers in the United States. So, yeah, there's a lot. <clears throat> you pick and choose who you want to go to. Uh, and I feel for us to introduce a dog to dogs, we introduce them to usually Mari and Roxy and Bear. Which are three really yeah. docile, well-mannered dogs. Yes, and they're three of my dogs. And then, even then, we normally introduce them to Roxy first before I introduce them to Mari or Bear. And it's because Bear might want to sniff to see if it's a girl or a boy because he's intact male mind. Roxy, she don't give a shit. It's like, if you don't want to be my friend, I don't need you anyway. She'll just walk off. And that makes a lot of dogs a better dog because they don't have a dog trying to be aggressive and... Sometimes that's what happens whenever people try to train these dogs. They go to places and they don't they don't set their dog up to win, you know. I mean, for me, I think if you have a dog lunging at your dog, it's not the perfect setup to train your dog to not lunge at dogs. I think we want to teach that before we get them in that situation. And some dogs that are really pretty nice dogs still don't want another dog lunging and snapping at them. They get attitude, you know. And Mari, Roxy, and Bear, and even Scout now, I think they all just walk off. And they're like, dude, you got a problem. You need to go see Marvin or Bianca or something to fix this. But yeah. <clears throat> people don't. And like I said, it's sometimes because of the situations we're in. Uh, now, for well-mannered dogs, you know, even for us here, when we do off-leash training a lot, I mean, uh, dogs try to be good on a leash or come to you when you're off leash and when you call them. But, you know, for, it's a hard world out there whenever you have off leash dogs that don't respect an owner. Yeah. And they've got the big park in Troutdale, a thousand acre dog park, I think. Mm -hmm. And somebody came here with a problem dog here a while back, a big great name we work with on a recall and stuff. He goes out there, but he said it's sometimes it's bad because you have your dog on leash because I guess you when you get out of your car, you got to have your dog leashed until you get a certain distance from the parking. Mm -hmm. Then you take them off leash, and then when you get back to that point, you put them on leash before you walk your car. And he said he put his dog on leash before he ever got to where he's supposed to put them on. But somebody else turned their dogs loose early. So their dogs ran over and wolfing and carrying on his dog, and then the people got aggravated because he didn't want their dog interacting with his dog because he's been trained on his dog, and his dog's good. Yeah. Yeah. He said his dog just sat there and behaved. Those dogs were barking and snarling and carrying on, <clears throat> and the people got all pissy because they're like, well, our dogs just want to play. And he's like, you know, my dog's on a leash, and we're going to the car, and so just keep your dogs away. And, and they got even more aggravated because he didn't want to let his dog play with their dogs. And it's like, why the hell do you want to let your dogs play with some dogs that run off and won't come back and they're snarling at your dogs? So the dog parks are that way, you know? I mean, sometimes, and I'm going to touch on me if I lived in a situation where I needed to take my dog to a dog park. If I had lived in a situation where I personally had to take my dog to a dog park for exercise, I don't need a dog no more. Hopefully Jody won't let me have one because I've done lost my mind. But that's me personally. But I feel that if you're going to the dog park with a dog that you can't catch, 
if they get away from you, then I feel that you should have somebody who has a dog that your dog likes and they can get along. And then you agree to meet there, which I see on Facebook, Newburgh Dog Park, you know. And so I think you should agree to meet there at whatever time. And there's not a bunch of other dogs running around let your dogs play. Yep. Or go elsewhere. If you got your dogs, you know, recall trained, then you don't need to really go to dog parks let your dog play. You can go out here somewhere in the wilderness and let your dogs romp. You know, there's always places. Gentleman here a while back, he found a place right by his house. He didn't even realize he could do it. He lives in McMinnville, but he takes his dogs out there now and lets them run and play and stuff. And they come to him when he calls them. And they're both German Shepherds, and they come back now when he calls them so he don't have to worry about them running away and getting in yeah. trouble, you know. So that kind of eliminates dog park for him. And I feel for me, you know, a lot of times, the more people who can do this, the less traffic there are dog park. So it's better for a dog park. But uh, what do you want to add, Bianca, before you fall asleep? See you, <laughs> uh, I feel like what you said, I think a lot of our customers already kind of do that. They see training equipment that says Marvin Pierce, and they're like, oh, hey, you yeah. hang out with Marvin, and then they can let their dogs play, and, and they have fun with it, and they don't worry about it. And then there are other mm -hmm. people at the park that want to find out where they went and how their dogs are being so good yeah. at the dog park. But I've told a lot of our customers, go ahead and pull up to the dog park, evaluate the situation, ask yourself if it's a good choice to send your dog in there and then if you go in there and it's maybe not the best choice get your dog Please. out yeah. yeah there's nothing that says oh, i promised my dog we we're gonna spend 25 minutes at the park today advocate for your dog and protect your dog from a bad situation and the exercise you know that's one of the things <clears throat> hey listen to it clay he wants you to listen i'm talking on there listen to me <clears throat> i think that's one of the things that people don't understand is the fact that just because you drove to the dog park don't mean you have to turn your dog loose in the dog park. And I feel that for people training on their dogs, you know, I, for me, dogs that are mentally worked with, like on treadmills, you know, we work dogs on treadmill a lot. We teach people how to put dogs on treadmills because some people don't have the time or the energy or the health to go walk their dogs to get them enough exercise. So we teach people how to put dogs on treadmills to exercise. Yeah. But I don't know. I think sometimes if you live five blocks from the park, maybe walk your dog to the park on leash and make them behave going there. Yes. And yes. then let them play, like yes. you were saying earlier, yes. and then make them behave on the walk home. Yes. And then they get the best of both worlds. Yes. They get mentally trained on, yep. and then they get physical yep. running and playing and exercise. Yep. So it makes a lot of difference for... For the dogs, it's a lot yeah. better for them, you know. And I, people talk about letting their dogs romp in the backyard, which is great, but still, they don't get the mental uh, tired, mentally tired, like they do just playing. Yeah. And me, I know over the years, <clears throat> I used to talk about how did somebody work on a computer sitting in the office all day? How can you come home and say you're so tired? And then I had started doing paperwork and stuff and thinking a lot. And it's like, hold on, Clay. I had to, uh, the ranch managers in here tied up in the cords. <laughs> but I think that the people sometimes don't get the dogs mentally trained. And then we talked about earlier at the dog parks, people will let their five dogs run and play. And they, 
I don't know. For me, if I, even out on our playground, if we got 10 or 20 dogs or two dogs, we'll call dogs to us and make them sit by our feet. We'll call dogs to us. We'll put a leash on, yeah, yeah. make them behave while other dogs play. So they got to watch that. And yeah. I feel at a dog park, if you go to a dog park for your dogs to play, I would really concentrate on putting my dog on a leash and it stays by my leg and behaves while the other dogs play for a while. And then I take my dog off the leash and yep. it gets to go play. Yep. And I might put my dog on a leash and walk it around 10 circles or 10 squares or whatever, yep. you know, or around the picnic benches. Or, But I feel there's so many times that what I've seen, read, and heard, and I've witnessed it at Newburgh Dog Park, and I built a dog park in McMinnville, Oregon, when I had a fence company. And so I got to watch dogs there play. And you'll see 10 people out there maybe with 10 dogs and they don't even know what the 10 dogs are doing. They're all on their phones and they're talking and oh, yada, yeah. yada, yada, yeah. combing their hair or yeah. cleaning their fingernails or whatever. And they're not really keeping up with what the dogs are doing. And sometimes the dogs get in trouble. And so it's just a huge thing for people. Well, and I want to touch on that because you might have three people there who don't control their dogs because they don't know how and they don't know that they can. Yes. That's where they go because it's a controlled area. They don't have that control over their dogs and they don't <clears> know <throat> that they could get their dog to come to them when they call them, even when they're playing. You know, I've been threatening to write a book. about. I'm waiting. <laughs> and I've written two books about uh, cow dogs and catching cattle with my dogs and getting in trouble with my dogs working cattle and gathering cattle. <clears throat> but... I feel one of the things that people really misunderstand when it comes to dogs is there's different dogs. You know, like we have uh, Boston here. He came here for training, and, and they've already had him in a couple trainers, I think, one or two, I don't even know. But the diagnosis or whatever you call that for him was that he could not be with dogs and he could not be trained to recall. Yes. So, was that Boston, right? Yes. So, they came here with Boston and they're like, okay. And so for me, when I write a book, I wanna put some of these stories in there. Yeah. Because now Boston goes with dogs mm -hmm. and he goes recalls anytime she asks him to recall. Yeah. But Boston so, still has some problems. Yeah. He don't like intact males humping on him. Yeah. So two key words, intact males, and he is a boy too. Yeah. He's neutered. Yeah. But if you keep that out of him, he's good. I mean, yeah. we take, we took him out with the packs on Saturday, release your dogs thing, and now the last two or three weeks we haven't done them because we had a little problem with an intact male trying to hump on him and right. wouldn't leave him alone. Right. right. And the key word is he wouldn't leave Boston alone, and right. the owner didn't make him leave him alone. But... When you have dogs in this type of dogs that have any kind of issues, you need to acknowledge it. And advocate for <clears> them. Yes. You've got to keep your dog out of trouble. Yeah. That's what we yeah. are the owner. We're the leader, yeah. the master, whatever you want to call yeah. it. So now, <clears throat> one more dog like this is uh, Little Fenway, we call him. Yeah. We've got videos somewhere of him drinking Gatorade with me. He's sitting there yeah. in his mouth open, I was giving Gatorade. Wearing a baseball cap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he came here with a muzzle on, and I think we had the video here a while back. I don't know if we ever posted it, but he came here with a muzzle on because he might try to bite people, and he might dog fight. And he was, what, a two or three-year-old lab. But the thing is, for both of these dogs, I kid you not, the owners came here, they were 110% in it to win. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. They didn't come here with excuses. No. Nope. They came here with, hey, I was told you could fix my dog, so let's get him fixed. Yeah. And little Fenway now, Clay, get out of the apples. <laughs> Clay, no. No, thank you. No, thank you. My grandson's over here trying to feed his apples. He's wanting to get us healthy. But little Fenway came here with a lot of problems, and we fixed him. I mean, the last I heard, he was still hanging out with her family and yeah. other dogs, and he was staying out of trouble. But it was because I feel they came to the right place for them and their dog. Yeah, I was going to say both the owners gained a lot of confidence yes. from working And one of them comes you. up here and works for us once yeah. in a while, and she yeah. still brings her dog up. But we yeah. just watch where we put him and who we put him with, you know, because yeah. we don't want to put him with a client dog and get a dog in trouble. But the whole thing is for people, I think, that, and not saying we're the only people. There are a lot of people who do what we do in the country, you know, in the world, I guess. So we're not the only ones, but here in our local area, we are one of the ones. And so we like to keep a business so I don't have to go build a fence. But, you know, me, I tell people, and sometimes it really hurts their feelings that maybe the human is the problem, not the dog. Yeah. And we've got to change ourselves. And it's really hard for people to... Uh, some people, it's really hard for them to accept that, that they messed their dog up. Yeah. But other people have come in and said, hey, I've been watching your videos and your diagnosis of boo-boo is what I have yeah. and Walter. Yeah. Because yeah. we really worked on those two videos. Yeah. And now we got Scarlett, is that right? The black lab? Yes. Yep. And she was really bad on a leash when she got here. Now she's cool for us. Yeah. We'll probably take her to town this week or something. But... I feel that people just don't follow through with training. And I want to talk about that for a second. One of the reasons Boo Boo, everyone can go watch the videos on Facebook. One of the reasons Boo Boo did really well and has progressed so much with only a few lessons and walks at the park is because how dedicated and how well the owner took instruction yes. from you. A majority of people, I don't want to say can't, but won't put in that amount of work or listen as well to the exact instructions given without trying to do something they saw in a YouTube yes. video or read in a book somewhere to mix you know, in with it. For me, that's one of the things we talk about is do you take the road to success or do you cut off every little branch and try to find a quick way out of it? Yeah. Like you and Scout, you didn't look for a quick way out. You came here, you tried it yourself, yeah. and you end up board carrying your dog. But you were here to fix your dog. Yeah. And not that people don't want to, you know, because, I mean, like I said, we do not treat train. Yeah. I don't, and I don't disagree with treat training. You do whatever you want, you know. If it, I mean... You can get from here to Portland by going by the way of L.A. and Miami, Florida, and Portland, Maine to come back to Portland if you want. Yeah. Or you can just drive up the road 15, 20 minutes, and you're in Portland City Limits. And like you said no, in the beginning, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, and what you want to do and what, what you, you can afford to do. You know, what, yep. you know, sometimes it's what you can afford to do. But I think now that there's so many times that clients of ours, if they get a new puppy, they're here to try to fix it before they get a problem. Yes. Avoid a problem, I should yes. say. Get the gray areas out of there. Yeah. So back on the dog parks, like I said, I do not tell people not to go to dog parks. You do what you got to do in life. Yeah. But Bianca and I is just throwing a lot of recommendations out there. And yours, if I, I know I understood you right, because we talked about it and debated before we started. Yeah. <laughs> 
Don't take your 8, 10, 12-week-old puppies to a dog park. Yeah, there are a and, lot of other ways to socialize. Yes, and you know, another thing for me, I sold dogs all over the United States and Canada and stuff over the years, cow dogs, and I always tell people if they drove in, I've had people drive in from Colorado, <clears throat> all over the place, to pick up their puppies so they didn't want to fly them. Yeah. I always tried to inform them, whenever you leave here, don't stop at rest areas and let your puppies out in the dog's area. Yeah. Find you some country road to pull off of to let your puppy out and go potty and give them a drink, feed them whatever you got to do. But don't let them run around in a in a, a dog area at a rest area because I think that's just not a very good spot to do it because of diseases and stuff, you know. So it's the same thing for me. If you keep your dogs vaccinated, you know, I mean, I've never, knock on wood, I've never had a dog get any disease other than a Jardy or a Cox City or, right. you know, something normal. Uh we're pretty fortunate here for heartworms is not an issue like it is down south and Midwest or East Coast or whatever. But I vaccinate my dogs now religiously where before 10, 15 years ago, I, I give rabies shots, but I didn't stay on top of everything else because I had my own enclosed dogs. You know, yeah. I didn't bring dogs in and out like we do now. So I got to keep my dogs vaccinated. But yeah. <clears throat> it's just really hard for people to... Accept the fact that your dog don't need to always be in your lap. They don't always need to be in your bed. And they don't always need to be hanging out with a bunch of dogs. Mm -hmm. We have dogs that come here for day board. And we don't call an email because we don't do very many dogs for day board. <laughs> thing, but, and dogs that board here. And people bring them here once in a while. Even to board them for a day or two because they can, you know, get rid of them. But they let them come here and get around dogs and different people, and they get away from the owners for a while. And it's really big for them. We've got one dog that they just skipped for two or three months and didn't bring him here, and then I was the only one to handle that dog for a few days. And I've been handling for two or three years, so he knows me, respects me, but he was a little bit growly with y'all. And I told the owners, you know, <clears throat> you can't bring him back once in a while so we can keep in tune. And it's not about the money. Right. But he's a regular dog of ours, a customer of ours, and they bring him here. And he's here a week or two at a time sometimes. Yeah. But you can't wait four or five months and then bring your dogs in because we don't know your dogs. We don't know what all your dogs have been into. I mean, they might have had a red dog that come by and pissed them off, and now they want to kill red dogs or yellow dogs or black dogs. And, yeah. And we do have it. I mean, we have dogs that come here once in a while that don't like golden retrievers. So we just got to be safe here. And there's other places that'll take your dogs. It don't matter if you come in once a year, every five years, I'm sure. Yeah. They'll board your dogs. So uh, we're not saying you have to bring your dogs here, but if they're going to be a regular dog like we have a lot of, then we'd like to see them. I think our policy now is that we don't see them every 60 days. You have to come back for a little meet and greet thing so we can see how your dogs are doing, right? Yeah, we do. And for me, it's just, you know, and there's a lot of different ways you can do it. You can come up and do a 40-minute lesson, 30-minute lesson. Uh, with your dog, just so we can see your dog once in a while. So you don't even have to board them here. We don't even care as much about that. We just need to see your dog, have them around some of our dogs, and make sure they're going to get yeah. along. It's like a checkup. It is. And I mean, it's just for our safety, everybody who works here safe. To safety. protect our client dogs. Yes. And yeah. for me, if we have dogs come in like that, <clears throat> we haven't seen them for a little while, we put them out with my dogs first, just to make sure they're still okay before yeah. we put them out with anybody else's dogs. So... I guess the bottom line is here, if you go to the dog parks, just use a lot of caution. Yeah. And then one more topic I want you to touch on. 
your do- you wake up, you go to work, you get home, you take your dog to the dog park, you go home. That is not enough exercise. And at five minutes in the morning or 10 minutes, you know, we had somebody here a while back came in here with a higher energy dog. And they're like, I don't know, I don't understand it. I'll take him for a 10 minute walk every morning and every night. Yeah. I'm like, really? And so that's not much. I mean, yeah. it's, it's dang sure. If you've got an old dog, you know, 15 years old, that might be enough. Yeah. But I don't know that anything younger than that, I don't know if that's enough. Yesterday, Tilly went for probably a 10 to 20 minutes worth of walking. And for some reason, when I came up here yesterday, I never turned her out with the pack. I was busy. And so I took her home after that. And at like 9 p.m., I looked at Brett and I was like, holy shit, this is the first day she hasn't had exercise. She was terrible. Really? And I was like, oh, my God, turn the treadmill on. (laughs) (laughs) She was bad. And, I mean, we just looked at each other like, can you imagine if she didn't get exercise? And, I mean, we'd throw the ball for her. We even, we did. We threw the ball for her for 10 or 15 minutes, but that wasn't enough. She's like, okay, I did the ball, but we got to do something else. And she, I mean, she was looking at me with the devil in her eyes. Like, And she probably didn't need a lot of treadmill. No, it was like five or 10 minutes, and then she finally quit. Yeah, but yeah. it's because for me, treadmill with dogs is a lot of fun. Cause I'm, I don't remember what dog that was, but we have one here that like hit his side and was scooted off in the treadmill. I think it times. was Blue, that German Shepherd, wasn't it? Uh, you know, I, Blue it took like 30 minutes to get him on the treadmill. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So, maybe so it was a different, a different dog, I think. But the thing about a dog healing on a walk is they got to concentrate. A dog walking on a treadmill, they got to concentrate. Or on a loose leash on a walk. Yes. They don't even have to be healing. But when you have a dog, sometimes it's out there on a 20 or 30 foot leash roaming around, you know, stepping yeah. turds and yeah. stuff on a walk. <clears throat> They're getting exercise, but it's still not mental stimulations like walking on loose leash either by your leg or three foot in front of you where they can't pass over in front of you because they get in trouble or it's not like being on a treadmill getting exercise. There's a lot of difference. And people think that... <clears throat> they have a backyard, so they put their dog out there all the time that they get exercise. But it's still not sometimes the same exercise. And yeah. for me, with people, especially puppies, you know, I mean, you, I'm sure you train on Tilly with a leash in the house a lot. A lot. So you can do it in the house. I still do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like you got to go out in the rain, the snow, and the mud, you know. And in some of these places you go to, they've got little roofs. I'm not naming names, but I've seen some places around the local area that you can sneak up there and get under a big old roof and train on your dog, you know, yeah, and I haven't yeah. been kicked out of them yet. Might get one day, but I keep them on a leash when I'm there, so I do follow the rules, you know. But that's one of the things for me, like I said, we talked about the tread of the dog parks. And yeah. so I think people really it's use cautious if you go caution yeah. if you go there, you know. Uh, and just have it be a part of your routine, not the only exercise your dog gets. Yeah. Do some training with them, like you said, take them on a walk. If you have them off leash Go on a hike with them yes. somewhere where you can have them off leash. So it has a lot of fun with your dogs. And then you can always get a hold of us at, what is it, 503-730-0827? Yes, correct. Or you can... Or office at marvinpiercedogteacher.com. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you can email us. I mean, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. we got stuff all over the internet. Spotify, our yeah, podcast. Yeah, Spotify is what we're doing to now. us on that. And uh, it's pretty fun, you know. To uh, for me, I wish I w- they would have had Spotify 15, 20 years ago, or podcasts, if I or if they did, if I'd known about it. Because I'd done all my road trips, I'd buy CDs and listen to audio books all the time on the road, and I could just went done it on podcasts. So, yep. 
All right. You got anything you want to add? Nope. All right. Thanks, everybody. And Thank you. Have a great day. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast. If you found this information helpful, we suggest following even more of our dog training tips and resources on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher.